Hi, you are listening to my show. My name is Loretta Nash, so welcome to the Loretta Nash Show. Uh, it's actually on another place. It's called Lord's Blog, so I got two names for it. So, um, And I am reading from I'll Take My Stand by 12 Southerners. This is from a first edition book that I got at the library. I pay they were discarding books for and I found it and it's kind of faded so it's in fair condition first edition 1930 I am reading the first article in the book it it is called reconstructed but undergenerated by John Crow Rose Ransom and I am in it's a bunch of theses, and I am in the fifth the fifth one of this article. I and I'm gonna go ahead and start reading on this. So uh reconstructed but under unregenerated. I get it right some one of these times I'll get it right. I know I'll get the next ones right. Okay. Part 5. Then the North and the South fought, and the uh, consequences were disastrous to both. The The Northern temper was one of jubilation and expensive. Expansive. And now it is no longer slacked by the weight of the com- of the com- uh, conservative Southern tradition. Industrialism, the last form of pioneering and the worst, presently took the North and in the due time has now produced our present American civilization. Poverty and pride overtook the South. Poverty being her instructions, institutions into dispute and to sap continually at her courage and a false pride of inspire and distaste for the thought of fresh pioneering project and to doom her to an increasing physical Enfeeblement. Yeah, it's true. It is only too easy to define the malignant meaning of industrialism. It is the contemporary form of pioneering. Yet, since it never consents to define its goal, it is pioneering on principle, and which and with an accelerating accelerating speed. Industrialism is a program under which men, using the latest scientific paraphernalia, yeah, paraphernalia, sacrifice comfort, leisure, and the enjoyment of life to win pyre. Pyritic 
victories. It's that P Y R R H I C pyritic victories from nature at points of no strategic importance. Ruskin and Carlyle fear it nearly a hundred years ago, and now it may be said that their fears have been realized partly in England. And with most fatal completeness in America. Industrialism is the insidious spirit, is an insidious spirit, full of, pros, of false promises and generally fatal and establishment sense when it gets into them for a little. Uh, a, for a little renovation, renovation, it pro, pro, uh, processes never again to leave them in peace. Industrialism is rightfully a maniacal, almost, um, uh, almost miraculous cunning but no intelligence it needs to be strongly governed or it will destroy the economic the economy of the household only a community of tough conservative habits can master it the south did not uh, become industrialized she did not repair the damage of her old establishment either, and it was part because she did not try hard enough. It was in part because she did not try hard enough. Hers is the case to cite when we would show how uh, the good life depends on the adequate pioneering and how the pioneering energy must be kept ready for call when the establishment needs overhauling. The southern tradition came to look rather uh, pitiable, pitiable in its perseverance with the 12th century. 12th? Yeah, twelfth century had arrived. No, uh, okay. Give me that. Let me rewind. Uh, the south, the southern tradition came to look rather pitiable in its persistence when the twentieth uh, century had arrived, for the establishment was quite uh, de. Presticated, un unregenerated southern, southerners were trying to live the good life on a sh on shabby equipment and were grotesque in their efforts to make an art out of living when they they were not distinctly making a living in the country. Uh, 
districts, great number of these broken down Southerners are still be still to are still to be seen in patched blue jeans sitting on uh, ancestral fences sitting on ancestral fences, shotguns across their lamps, and hound dogs at their feet, surveying their unkept acres while they're con while they com comment commend truly on the ways of God. It is in their defect that they have driven a too easy and unmanly bargain with nature, and that their authenticism is based on insufficient labor. Uh, basically, pretty much talking about the hillbilly. Pretty much what we were, and still kind of are. Okay, let me get back to the story, or the article. But there is something heroic, and they may prove to be yet something very valuable to the Union in their extreme attachment to this to the certain to a certain theory of life. They have kept up a faith which was on the point of of perishing from his from this continent. Of course, it was only after the Civil War that the North and the South came to stand in polar opposite of each other. Immediately after Appalachic, uh, Appomattox, I know what that Appomattox, it's funny looking when you see it, but Appomattox, it was impossible for the South to resume, resume ever to give and take the idea which had marked her antebellum relate relations to the north she was offered such terms that acquaintance would have seen abject oh big words she retired within her borders in rage and held the minimum of commerce with the enemy. Precaution intensified her tradition and made the South more solid and more Southern in the years in the year 1875 or thereabouts that ever before. When the obsession when the oppression left off Naturally, her guard relaxed, but though the period of persecution had not been long, nevertheless, the Southern tradition found itself then the less capable of reuniting, less capable of uniting gracefully with the life of the Union. For that, the life in the meantime, had been moving on in an opposite direction. The American progressive principle was like a ball rolling down a hill with 
in, an increasing modem, momentum, and by 1890 or 1900, it was clear that any intelligent Southerner that was that it was a principle of boundless aggression against nature, which could hardly offer much to a society devoted to the arts of peace. The arts of peace. So that's about what time? 1875. We were still farmers then. Okay. But to keep the live a living on shabby but to keep on living shabbily on an insufficient uh is to decline both physically and spiritually. The South declined. And then it goes into six. I really don't want to read six right at this moment. So I'm gonna try to uh recap this a little bit because some of these words are really big. And it really sounds like he he definitely is a doctor or something. Uh Mr. Random or Mr. Ransom. Um but he does give some good ideas and good thinking. I mean my family was more uh let's see, we were more farmers and stuff. A lot more farmers. Some of my family may have not been. Uh, what I could find out, they were in different stuff and things. And, you know, grandfathers, grandfather and grandma, they didn't have nothing but a high school, uh, third grade education. And then, uh, and then I found my mom, my grandma's stories and read them. Uh, that's on a, on my YouTube. Uh, and a picture of my grandma, a great-grandma, my great-grandpa, my grandma, and my great-aunt, you know, when they were little. And, uh, didn't realize my grandma was born in, a, of all things, a log cabin in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and that's what she stated, and her dad was a trapper. And he, he was born in 18... 90 something like that well be back in a bit